got a wild one for you this week. We talk about Little Mermaid being a little dark. Not her, but the movie itself. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we talk about Flounder. We move on. To, no, we're leaving it in. And then uh, Dipper talks about sucking dick. And we talk to, we take phone calls about loading people up and if what DNA theft means to you. Goodbye. Enjoy this week's episode. Also, I pose a, theor- uh, a theory about um, uh, millennials being hung in adolescence. Yeah, Dipper got. I'm, it's 10 a.m. and he's trying to get me to think. Goodbye. You better think. M. Oh. M. Mom. When your first choice is a bingo bus You turn around and boom You end up with a sloppy second Oh, Diva Our number is 213-536-9180 Are you know the sloppy seconds part of Diva.com Now on with this show I used to have you stupid little fucks You nasty little fucks You dirty little fucks You stupid little fucks Talk about the sloppy second With Big Dipper with me Bob me Bob That's Big Dipper You trying to shut down Pride this year again? No, I don't. I don't really. They didn't do anything extremely offensive this year. Why would I care? <laughs> Someone said something about like, oh yeah, that that weekend is when LA Pride is happening, and I was like, I still don't know what LA Pride is. Um, there's the music event. festival. Yeah, it's a music festival. It's an but event. then there's also there's, it's not a free. There's two different, there's like a pride parade, which I believe is like, just anyone could go and be on the street. And then there's like the pride event, which is, oh, I love that cup. It's a nice cup. It's a nice cup. It's It's, chipped, but I keep it. I bought it singular. There's only one of them. Describe the cup for our listeners. Well, what you're seeing is like a classic, (laughs) well, because I have it, I have it in blue. We have the same cup in blue. Cheers. It's a classic Ikea just blue glass cup, but yours looks ceramic. Yeah, mine is ceramic. It's painted brown. It's definitely not Ikea. Well, I bought it at a thrift store. Oh, that's why there's only one. Because I was like, I'd buy the full set. You know, I bought, when we first moved into this house, I it bought... It says Cafe Tiamo on the bottom. That means love. I bought a set of highball glasses that had real gold on them Mm. and i didn't realize that like i bet they're all ruined yes because we basically washed (laughs) like scrubbed the gold gold off off. you know because i didn't know i was like well then how the fuck are you supposed to clean these like if it's gold like so you don't use them they're just show pieces no i'm gonna use them i spent money on them to use i don't know i don't think people like when cleaned as hard when things like that were created it was a lot more just like rinsing and wiping <laughs> just you the know? water will get the germs off i mean frankly it might just <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean just i mean kidding. like when there wasn't when there wasn't disinfectant all you could do was clean and wipe wipe and yeah. wash dip and yeah. wipe rinse and wipe rinse and wipe <laughs> dip and wash Bip it, bop. Bop it. Twist it. Dip it. Stop it. Okay. So, yeah, I think there's like a hundred different 
pride type things. I we, we got a phone call. I, hate I'm not it. Gonna... I fucking hate rainbows. Here's the thing. Hate them. Well, Wait, what I what happens for me, I this is this is a repeat topic, but I think there'll be some new light. New light shed on this topic. What happens for me around all of these events is FOMO. Where I go, Ooh. oh, there's a huge pride festival happening in the park. Oh, there's an amazing parade. Oh, there's like a downtown LA proud. Delta was talking about this cool thing they're doing in Long Beach this year. And it's like, I like going to prides. I like being around our community. I like seeing, you know, like music acts. And like, like I like when there's a bunch of gay people out in the world, especially now more than ever, right? Like mm -hmm. visibility and like showing up, like all of that is great. So I put all these things on my calendar and I'm like, I want to go to that. I want to go to that. I want to go to that. But I feel like cutting through to be like the event and and then when you, you like breaking through the 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 cacophony of how many events are being publicized and then you become like, oh, that one's the hot ticket. Then you go there. It's so crowded. You can't get through anything. You can't do it. I'm like, I guess I just stay at home until I do the ones that I'm booked for. Yes, and then I, get I the feel the same way. I, but I also, this maybe moves to a larger issue, uh -oh. which is the minute I see like a long line or that it's so crowded that I'm going to have to shove through people to get from one side of an event to another, I'm like, I just don't want to do that anymore. But so are you saying you don't want people coming to Fat Slut anymore? Because that's how your parties are at this point. Packed. I feel like there's a general, there's a difference between what happens at Fat Slut, which is like, yeah, it's packed, but like, I feel like there's this common respect and everyone knows, like, you got to kind of shimmy and slide out of people's way. At a Pride event, people are like outside, hot, sunny, dr yes. day drunk. No one wants to get out of your way. People don't want to see you. They only want to see their friends. But you're like, we're at a huge public event. Well, private public. Public. Private. Well, private, public, private. It's public, <laughs> but you have to pay to get in with making it private. Private. No, and I think the other differences, I mean, and this would be the difference, which is why, like, I am actually somewhat intrigued to attend that WeHo one that is like a music festival. The thing about Fat Slut is it's not 800 people in a room just vibing. There's something to do. There's something to engage with. There's something to look at. You know what yeah. I mean? Because even so at those prides, when they have those, like, little markets, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that stuff looks so cool, but I'm not going to buy a painting right now and carry it around. You know what I mean? Well, some people will. Some people go for the shopping. I guess I just don't like pride. You're too old. I'm too old. I've gotten old and fat, and I don't want to do anything. I'm here's, delta working. Here's the other thing, is that I think we are going through. I'm going to get a little meta. I just am, and I'm sorry, and I know it's the morning This is time. so heavy. I'm like, I but it, 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 it can't use news. You know what I mean? Let's keep it light. What is it? What is know. the news? You do your thing first, I guess. Bring us down so I can <laughs> dig us up. It's not, it's not a bring down. It's I think we're going through people our age, and I know I am older than you, but I think that the like millennial millennials and Gen Z cuspers are going through a thing that is like something for the history books, like something that is discussed about our generation or will be discussed in the future, which is we are a generation, like I would say like 28 
to 40 year olds like that sort of 10 to 12 year it doesn't include me yes it does okay we are a generation of like adult children like when you talk to 38 year olds (laughs) especially in the queer community the majority of us and i am saying that us we don't have kids we don't have life response. Like, we're just taking care of ourselves. I feel like because of, like, internet and gig economy, there is a more concise way of someone saying this in an anthropological way. But mm-hmm. I feel like a 14-year-old at all times, even though people my same age are, you know, own homes, own businesses, have kids, go to parent-teacher conferences, and do all of that shit. And we even know some of them. And I just think that more than ever, people our age, there are always outliers, like, culturally. There's always, like, the person who never had kids or the person who lived a creative artist's life. They were referred to as bachelors, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the 60s and Mm -hmm. 70s. There's always outliers, but I think more people, like, we're we're the generation that says, like, adulting, right? Oh, yeah, I hate that, though. Mm. I was adulting all day, so I need a little break. I did a thing. I did my taxes. I put furniture together. I'm adulting. I hate that. It's an eye roll to me. Did a thing. But I do think it's happening more with with my age group, with your age group, where, like, um, I don't know. We just, like, we sort of are in this, like, sort of hung adolescence. But what does that have to do with me not wanting to go to Pride? Well, I think it's that weird thing where we feel internally like, let's make a TikTok. I should be out at these parties. Let me act like a 22-year-old because mentally we're there, but our bodies are old and fat like middle-aged people, and so we don't actually want to do anything. That's my point. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Is that too convoluted? Does that not make any sense? No, it makes sense once you got to the, once you wrapped it all up in a pretty little bow, but yes, I understand that. Like how many 50-year-olds? I do sometimes feel a pressure. I like see all these other drag queens like doing these like TikTokies and really keeping up with their Instagrams and posting new photos like every other day. And I'm like, oh, I post maybe twice a month. I don't I was like I should be doing more but it's like I just don't have it in me. Like I'm not a kid. I'm an old man. I think there's like this internal battle with those of us who became adults on the internet where it's like are we like internet felt like a young thing. Meme culture and all of that feels like a young thing, but baby like it's it's for all ages, and then you get like turned around. It's like, should I be applying for a home equity loan or doing yes. a TikTok challenge? Oh, the loan, <laughs> the loan. Go do that loan, bitch. You want that house? But I'm trying to. Get my <laughs> Here's TikTok the thing: when you get into that meeting for that home equity loan, you can be like, and as a final goodbye and a way to impress you, you could do a little TikTok dance. Um, it's time for Candy Muse News. She's already taking the hearts of fans. Recently, Candy Muse was on a red carpet 
And there was some behind the scenes footage that she posted on her Instagram of her, her holding a fan, holding a fan up to her face while no one's interviewing her and her stealing the show. While Miss Kasha Javis is saying Jimbo in the most insane way I've ever heard someone say it. She goes, Did you say her name was Kasha Jamis? Kasha Davis. I oh, think I was okay. just slurring. Okay. Um, she goes, Jimbo. <laughs> There's always time for a Jimbo. There's always time, time for, for a, Jimbo a Jimbo. On another franchise of Drag Race. Baby, bring her back. Let's see her. What's her? Give her her tens. Get, let her wear that big full silicone body mold mosh. What is that thing? Is that the same one that um, Alaska has? No. Um, we were on Mono's podcast, Drag Her, in which we discussed... The 12 contestants on the new All-Stars 8, which is premiering this week, Friday. Um, and we basically uh, talked through each and every one of them and where we think they will land in the competition. I'm so excited to see it. I like when I know I know the characters. I don't really know Jimbo all that well. Yeah, it's fun to know people. I, know. I mean, you don't know Candy that well. She won't give you her phone number. But. Well, I, I am... think that means that I might know her better than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep telling yourself that you're bald. Me, Candy. <laughs> listen, bald. Um, I am so excited for when All Stars 8 is over. And there's like six, nope, four, maybe three months of no current drag race on TV. You don't know that to be true. Well, there you will don't be... know that they're not currently filming like a celebrity drag race or something. Well, I don't watch Secret Celebrity Drag Race. I don't watch Queen of the Universe, and I don't watch the international franchises. I yay yay! I said it. I honestly said it all. Will you put your cards out on the table? Would you like to hear me? <laughs> I <laughs> don't, don't watch. watch any inter- I don't watch the international seasons, and I often unless I. I usually don't watch the regular season. I only watch All Stars. Yeah, unless I like, know someone's on it or I'm hosting it at precinct. But like most of the time, I'm not watching. I'll say this: the thing that is most frustrating to me about not keeping up with the international seasons and like you know all of these other things um, is that I like I hate not knowing. Like, I don't want to start a TV show, even if there are 12 seasons of it. I don't want to start a TV show like season one, episode six. I'm like, nope, I have to see the pilot. Like, I have to. I like watching it all. So when I see, like, it still irks me that I don't really know anything about um, Canada's Drag Race beyond season one. Like, that whole, like, Eve, the big reveal Something to do with a clown nose and I didn't like a watch hoop that skirt. I, don't know. I, like, I just got the highlights from like. But there are so many reviews. references into on the internet, and I'm still sort of like, I don't know what any of that's about. I gotta trigger my yeah sleep. Like I don't know that. I know that. I gotta. I know that it's about. I know that it is about Kim's Drag Race, and I know that it is a song that was sung. 
But um, beyond that, I don't really know. I think it was during their musical. I also think it's interesting that the international seasons, from what I've seen, because I've never watched them, they're the only ones that do live singing for the musicals on the regular season. They don't like to take that risk over there on VH1. All right, let's... Why um, would you? Can we please take a break? Fine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change. And you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back and we're back. Dick. Oh, wait, that's not from Little Mermaid. Flounder's face is out. Flounder face reveal. She slayed, hunty. That so, highlight is serving cunt, bitch. So fish. Flounder <laughs> is she serving fish. Jacob Tremblay is that the person? I don't know name? who that is. Um, who voices Flounder? What did people think was going to be it? <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that not is that is that not really it? Well, you said that, and I just typed it in, and the first image that came up is horrifying. Serious eyes. He is a child. He looks like Damien. Jacob Tremblay. Did he play Damien at some point? No, he played the boy in the room with Brie Larson. No, just room. Sorry, <laughs> the room is a different film. Just room. Why are people mad at the fish looking like Here's, a fish? Okay. This is because, like the Lion here, King all over again. It's the Lion King all over again. Because the great part about the Lion King cartoon, although it was a cartoon, was that you could kind of like give the animals human features and it wasn't like absurd because it's a cartoon. And like 
I don't know, what's his name, Sebastian, is supposed to be a crab. And in the cartoon, they stuck a human head on a crab. Like, right? Yeah, he had... Yes. He had a separate head. So, like, this, is he's a real crab. And well, Flounder, and Flounder has a nose. Has, has, like, a... It's like, I don't know. So, do, I would have been fine with him having just, like, a little human head on a crab's body. Like, I, I would have been okay with that. It's just that it's, like, too real. Okay. Right? Or do you think it looks fine? I think I think in the world they've created, it looks fun. Do you know what my critique... Why couldn't it be like Nemo? They had fish with human face, almost. like. Yeah, it could have been closer to Nemo, I think. Because this one, the like scaliness, you're like, oh, I know Flounder's slimy. But he shouldn't be, because he's underwater. So he sh- Oh, well, no, I guess the slime stays on him. <laughs> my critique is that everything we've seen... I understand that in the cartoon, and I understand that in depictions like Finding Nemo, here we are talking about children, like this this children's movies. I want this really reinforces my adolescence theory. But you want to talk to me about what? No, you finish with your thought. I I understand that in these depictions, the ocean floor and sea life and like whatever is like so vibrant that in real life it's a little more like murky and gray and i also understand that like our ocean is like fucking full of pollution and so therefore it's like not this beautiful sea world but when you look at it's so dark the like the color correction and the color choices of like the environments and the fish and the whatever it's so like um dark it's not very vibrant oh yeah it's like all blues and cool tones and it's yes and i'm to like differentiate colors yeah and I, i'm just i'm just like you could just turn but also the these could just up. be like the first edits like these could just be the main like bro i'm talking the about trailer. the full teaser the one they release that's it it's done i mean doesn't the movie come out in like a week and a half yeah i think it does but guess what? I won't what? be going to the theater to watch it. Why not? Oh, I just won't be. I just don't. What if we went to chi- the... It's a children's movie, so it's going to be full of children. They're going to have and like 11 o'clock kicking, showings. swinging, vomiting, pop throwing some... popcorn, being like, Mommy, 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 Flounder look weird. Flounder pop some... normal. Mm, flounder serving fish. <laughs> pop some mushrooms. We'll go late at night. And we'll get we'll get the the ones that the reclining chairs where you can order food to the spot. No, you want you know what I want? I want to go to four D real D. I want to no. be in a chair that's whipping, bopping, twisting while she's swimming. We're getting splashed in the face with salt water. But the seaweed is always greener. You got to do a hard R on greener so that you're not doing an accent. That's it. Do it, <laughs> balade, balade. You know Did that you one? see the the um, balade. The clip of them explaining that. Yes, it was just a noise that they all make when, that the, they, when all they don't. Made. They all do it, and they do it when they don't have an answer or they get asked something that's uncomfortable. They just go balade. <laughs> Poor Jessie. That is what She's led her to make it. that song to with do- Nicki Minaj. 
Oh, that one was bad. Didn't she have another one called like Bad Boy or something? That was it. Bad Boys for Life. It had a P. Diddy sample. She pretended oh, yeah. like she lived in California and Nicki Minaj had a, a garage rock band in her garage. The seaweed is it's always, always greener. greener. Play that riff for me. <laughs> oh, I do have something to play for you. Please hold on while I retrieve it. Please, please continue to hold while I retrieve it. I would like to talk about something that's come up recently in the community. Okay, but let me just play this. Hi, Vlog. I just finished listening to the Tuesday episode, and I honestly hate being the person to be like, actually, but Deepal, you made a catastrophic mistake. You kept mm-hmm. saying I know that, exactly what that uh, is. the boo of Galinda mm-hmm. scaring no, Alphabus Garing Galinda. I knew when I re-listened. popular, and it's not. It's from what it's is from, the feeling. Yes. And I know that because I performed it in high school with my all-girls choir, and we did the You're not special. song. I wish I had a video of that. But oh, my choir too. director uh, got in trouble for doing things that you're not supposed to do with high school girls. Whoa. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. You two have a wonderful day. <laughs> Ah. I got hot. Oh my god! Wait, I got lightheaded from laughing. I thought I was about to pass out. It really did take a turn. She really she did. did. She I got so lightheaded. I can't. Could you just cut to the end? I want to hear when it turned. That's why. That's why you don't have the video because your your high school teacher was a fucking creep. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Um. Okay. Well. Um. Yes. I. Yeah. I went and re-listened to that episode. I immediately was like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's what is this feeling? Because it's they don't like each other, and it's that's one of those songs when you were talking I just about like the to pose a correction. Uh, oh. I'm gonna be that faggot. Uh, you stated in your most recent episode that the boo from Wicked is from Popular. Incorrect, ma'am. <laughs> the oh, inbox gonna... was full. Also, um, well, let's get just through. imagine your time. Imagine you're in Las Vegas and you go backstage at the dressing room and you knock on a door with a star on it that says Aquaria. Hi, I just like to pose a correction. Uh, I'm going to be that faggot. Uh, you stated in your most recent episode that the boo from Wicked is from Popular. Incorrect, ma'am. It is from What is the Feeling? The ex- Wait, actually, is this Jasmine Kennedy? That might be Jasmine Kennedy. That sounds... No, but she says, uh, well, listen, I don't want to be this faggot. You're faggy. still backstage at the same need, show you know, like because they're both in the... Like, Ew, up. And then she scares her and then goes into screen. That's Jasmine. It's not. That's all. Bye. Jasmine can't sing. But Aquaria can. Uh, you stated in your most recent episode that the boo. That the boo? The, that, well, maybe. <laughs> well, whoever that is, they're definitely from the East Coast. That is an East Coast voice. East Coast voice. They're um, like, actually, correction, again, I'm from the West Coast. Um, Next call. Did you... Pay attention to the coronation. Why do they still do that? No, I don't know, but 
I do remember the day Princess Diana died. I was living over there and everything was closed and everyone was just watching TV in their homes. Why was Having Kate- a roast? Having a roast? I'm sorry. Why was Katy Perry at the coronation? What? Yeah. Wait, I thought most celebrities, like most people that they asked were like, no, I will not be performing at the coronation because I am a Diana fan. Well, I don't think she performed, but she was there. Maybe she has some weird, like, Christian connection to them or something. Yeah. I forgot that she was. She used to be Catherine Hudson, a Christian singer. Didn't they all? Lizzie Grant? Didn't they all? Lizzie Grant wasn't Christian, was she? No, she cosplayed as being poor. Yeah. That's what super rich people do. It's their favorite thing. Okay, like, I... This weekend... Okay, two things. One, you're gonna you're gonna say I'm lying, and I a little bit am because I haven't actually started, but I feel like I'm finally Were there any calls about the moisture through a sheet to the sofa? No one called in about that. We haven't Just... we haven't talked about was that on this That was like last Tuesday? No, I think that was when you and I were in person. Oh never mind then, never mind then, never mind then. I think that's coming. That's like an 80. 80. You'll hear about it soon enough. Um, Or maybe it was last week. My brain is mush. Mine is mush, too. It's drag con week, baby. (laughs) I've decided that I am going to get my apartment together. I, like, have plans. I thought you were going to move. Well, I started looking and... Not right now. Not right now, diva. It is not the look. And you know what I also... Same. I had this like internal like thought process, which was, there's a couple things. I like the area I'm in. I like the actual situation of my apartment. And I do think with a little bit of what they refer to as elbow grease and like maybe $2,000 worth of like purchases and expense... I can fully like give give the like a whole new vibe up in here. I think that's a slight idea because I really haven't even actually done that yet. Like I moved in and sort of half got settled and then left it alone, and then I've complained about it for two years. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I haven't even given it as they refer to the old college try. We could get some wallpaper up in there. We I don't even really we could really make sure that you do not get your security deposit back, hunty. To me, it's not even that. It's literally about I mean, I would not I don't want to even turn the camera around. It gets bad. Don't show me. Don't. Should Whatever. I just see my house when it gets bad? Like especially my drag room. There's sometimes when I'm working on stuff. Like yesterday I finally cleaned it, but I've been working on stuff. I was making five pieces for somebody. The floor, you couldn't see it. I was dropping things being like, well, I guess it's going to be easier to drive to the store to buy a new one instead of trying to find it. Well, that's different because that's like a workspace. But like you're living – I'm saying if I were to clean up in here, there's still just going to be a pile of things that don't actually have a home yet. That's because you don't take full use of your vertical space. I know. I'm saying I've got some things to do. 
and I'm I've ready. I'm finally ready to do it. I know how I'm going to organize the living room. I know how I'm going to organize the bedroom. And I have three big ticket items that I'm going to purchase that are going to help change that. What are they? I'm getting a new bed frame. Slay. I'm getting a new television, and I'm going to Work. say goodbye to the one that you gave me five, seven years ago that I still have or whatever. Jesus Christ. It's the one that has the back piece that is stuck on it from the wall mount. Oh, yeah, because we could never get it off. Nor could I. And I've had that same TV since you gave it to me. That's so funny. I've been through, this makes me so crazy. I've been through (laughs) so many TVs. I know. And everyone keeps on being like, yeah, it's a TV you gave me. And I'm like, when did I start just handing out fucking TVs like Oprah? (laughs) Bitch Pudding was like, I have two TVs from you. And I was like, why do I have this many TVs? Because you, you're always like, let me get that curved one. Yeah, I am always. Let me get that get 4D one that sprays me with water in my own house so I don't have to go to the movie theater <laughs> and jostle me around. And the last thing I'm going to buy is, what did I say? Oh, I'm going to get a lazy boy chair, a recliner. I'm going to be that 40-year-old man. Yeah, you're going to have that. And then you're going to also be like, dads, don't worry. I have a recliner here for you. Like, it helps your fantasy as well when they come over. Oh, a hundo percento. My question is, just if it's too deep. That's the problem with the Lazy Boy. That's why the all form is great for that. And you just put a sheet down, and then the cushions are free from any cum soaking through. The sheets are ass juice or whatever. Well, I got to get to that when that episode comes out. (laughs) Or had it aired one week ago. I just just mixed a coffee and then took a swig of a LaCroix sparkling water. Do you remember when um, Starbucks used to just carbonate anything for you? No, explain. There was a time when Starbucks would carbonate anything you wanted. They were like, but it was mostly supposed to be for like the teas and the fruit drinks. But one time I went in there and I was like, this would be very funny. And I was like, I want a venti iced coffee, light ice, carbonated. And it tasted awful. Oh, so they basically had a soda stream. Yeah. Speaking of soda stream, Bad Bath & Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, we talked. You were on your way to spend your your $250 there. Oh, and I did. What all did you get at Bath & Beyond? Nothing Here? for your apartment, apparently. No, I did. I bought a bunch of things for my apartment. Here is the crazy thing about what's happening at Bed Bath & Beyond. Bankruptcy. Everything's a dollar. You might as well just nope. steal. Nope. Not at all. Everything is $800. The discounts right now are 10%. They don't want to see it gone. No, they want the money so that, like, but my, my, okay, let me just, I don't understand what bankruptcy is. I know that it's a way of getting out all of your debt, but you have to, like, completely start over from zero. Um, And I know that for a company, it's probably better because no one is personally uh, liable. liable for any of the finances. But I'm sure there's a lot of detail that, obviously, I'm, I'm not picking up on. I was under the assumption that with Bed Bath & Beyond closing, I was going to go there. The store was going to be like mayhem, but everything was going to be 20 bucks. I Mm -hmm. went there. There was about 20% of the inventory left. Like the store was empty, and they had moved everything to the front of the aisle. So you couldn't even go down the aisle. You basically walked the U-shape of the Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, it's always like a big U-shape. And everything was like, 
10 to 20% off. And that was it. And most things were only 10% off. It was just everyone was going because they thought it was going to be a bigger sale. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it would be almost like a clearance. Like, I bought sheets. We're trying to get rid of everything. I bought sheets. They were $180. Oh, they're probably nice then. They're a thousand thread count. I'd never had sheets like that in my life. Have you, do you like them? No, I got to wash them. They're still in the box. Okay. They're brown. Oh. Well, start the way you want to finish, you know? <laughs> but I was surprised. Strong. I sort of really thought it was just going to be... I didn't remember Bed Bath & Beyond being that expensive. I feel like when I was in the... When I lived in New York... Or when I was over living in Burbank, I was like right next to that Bed Bath & Beyond. I was over there all the time buying little kitchen stuff. Well, maybe all the cheap stuff was gone by the time I got there. Yeah, I, I got they like, got rid of all the good shower heads and whatnot. I got a shelving unit that the I had to put together, but it was like 90 bucks. I got a lamp. It was like $80. I got blankets or I got pillows and sheets uh, and something else. But I spent, you know... My whole gift certificate and then 50 bucks on top of it. Crazy. Let's take a break. And we're back. Last week we were lucky enough to be, well, I was lucky enough to be invited to see Ninja West in Hairspray, a musical about a chubby girl dancing for her life. You were there too, right? I went. I didn't get invited, I think but I bought thought, my own ticket. I think that she thought that you were my plus one. And then instead, of, when she asked me that, instead of me being like, no, but I will add him to my plus ones, I just said, nah, you should invite him, though. Because you had already gotten your ticket separately at that point. I did. And so then I texted her and I said, Meatball showed, told me about the after party. I'm going to tag along. And she wrote, great. And then I didn't go to the after party because I was too tired. I didn't expect it to. I thought I didn't. Ex- yeah, it was. Well, hard. you announced to everyone in line waiting to pay for their parking tickets that the after party was for everyone. And therefore, you were not going. Um, <laughs> when did I announce that? I don't remember that. I was, you had gone to the after party and you were leaving. Yes. And we were like, where are you going? I thought we were going over to the party. And I was just trying to get my parking paid so I didn't have to wait in the line. Mm. And you were like, it's for everyone. We're leaving because you like an exclusive experience. Uh, it, there, it was just that when we, when I had gotten over there. There was already such a long line to get in. Like, that's how long it was. We walked all the way over to where the party was, which was a block away, stood in line for a little bit, kind of talked with Zeke for a minute, and then we're like, gotta go. It was already late, and I really just wanted to say hi to Nina, and then I realized, like, she's going to be in L.A. for three weeks, so I will see her at some point. Right. I thought, I don't know why that she would be leaving soon, but she's here doing that show did oh, you yeah. like the show i did, did i you brought feel up like the, you could have stopped the beat no you can't stop the beat. you can't stop the beat i but brought i realized up... that my new look is inspired by a motormouth mabel and i will be her for the rest of my life i mean she's she late. has the best songs in that show yeah 
Of course. It's me, Motormouth. Um, I did have a theory that I think I explained to you. So we didn't talk about this on the pod yet? Maybe I talked with Mono and you about it. Or maybe I just said it to you on the phone. I don't remember you. Say- You're going to oh, recognize yeah. the theory when I say it don't out loud. Don't say that theory out loud. Really? I mean, go for it, I guess. I don't. I mean, go for it, I guess. I felt like with this casting, the, the issue of Tracy's size was less significant because... There was a more um, diverse body size in the chorus. Does that make sense? Let loose. I think when the show is on Broadway, and obviously in the film, no one is big except for Tracy, her mother, and Motormouth. Mm-hmm. And that is how those songs about owning it and owning your size and all the jokes about Tracy being so fat... Tracy's character was portrayed as fat and, you know, Nina was playing a padded woman, but it was like when you actually looked around, it was like there were a handful, there were a bunch of skinny girls in the show, but I was like, not everybody is skinny and therefore Tracy doesn't necessarily like stand out as that's the chubby one. So that's all. Well, I loved it. Thought it was so fun. I suggest everyone go see it. I didn't know that Nina West could sing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really fun to see that sort of big show-stopping number, You're Timeless to Me. That I love that they just, like, so clearly they're like, no, no, drop the curtain. We're doing an old vaudeville two-stepping up front. Like this has this doesn't this doesn't land anywhere in the storytelling. This was clearly added just for the musical. Yeah, this is just to be like funny and amazing. And imagine Harvey Firestein doing it. Oh my god! I mean, Nina was great. Imagine how they originated the role. You know, yeah. that's probably why they wrote that song to begin with. You oh, know? Was it, yeah, for Harvey to be all. Let's so, um, how do you feel? Phone calls? Page. Oh, the pageant is coming up, and guess who got invited to perform? Oh. I did. A little late if you ask me, but I did. <laughs> I'm so excited. This I bought my tickets to. I need the- to get a date. <gasps> who should who should I bring to the page? You have a daddy. I could bring someone. Maybe I'll. I I have a person I could ask. Who? You have a I, man? I have a I have a person. Is it Nina West? It it's not Nina. She probably has shows that night. Yeah, Sunday she does. Um, I'm excited. It's gonna be so fun. I'm making stuff for Miss Tony Soto. We're in That's the home cool. stretch. I love that. I am truly gagged by what what I've heard from people. Like I think this is gonna be a huge one. The, everyone's pulling out all the stops. Like, for the people that I know, I don't know about everybody. 
I'm excited. I mean, with with the with each year of the existence of something, it gets like bigger and more exciting. And because I've been behind the scenes and been an audience member, uh, you know, it's it's I just feel like everything gets better the more you do it. And so the fact that it's like another year in person, all the people who have been in the pageant have seen the pageant and they sort of understand what it is. Like I think it's just gonna like keep growing in its like grandness and its quality. Yeah. And this year we're we're ba- we're back at the Montalban Theater. Um with it, from what I remember when I did um Troop Beverly Heels air conditioned dressing rooms for everybody cuz last year mine didn't have any. Was Troop Beverly Heels at the Montalban? Yeah. For real? Yeah, why? I just don't remember it being there. I do, because I remember performing. I was on stage, and I remember seeing Miss RuPaul at the matinee in disguise. Oh, she was in her wheelchair? That's what someone said. No, she. I, someone said that it was her in the back in sunglasses, but I was like, I don't know. I feel like she'd sit closer. But I do remember the time that I saw her at DragCon. Um, was it New York? When we first walked mask. in... She was in a seated in a wheelchair. The pants to the suit matched the suit she was wearing all day, but she had like a blanket over her top half and was wearing a mask and a big hat. And someone was pushing her in the wheelchair out. And I went, ah, ah, that's that was RuPaul. And I think we left that in the video. I was like, that person in the wheelchair, that's RuPaul. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What a sleigh. What a sleigh to go in a... Um... And maybe this year at DragCon, you'll see me there maybe doing interviews. Maybe someone got a press pass. Maybe. I Someone hired me to do something, and I said I would do it, but then I wrote in my email to them, I said, but I have to give you a warning. There's a lot of rules against this, and you should probably ask for a press pass and make sure that you get this verified because like, we're not supposed to be doing this. And the person goes, I got a press pass. We're fine. So I don't know. I don't know. You better slay, Diva. You want to hear a voicemail? Yeah. Oh, boy, do I have something sloppy to say. Well, hi, first-time caller, long-time listener. Pose not that long, though, but I'm a big fan. And also, yeah, anyways, got some funny things to hopefully share um where to start where to start meatball love you so much i'm looking at a picture right now of the two of us gosh batman batgirl right batgirl and poison ivy that was fun i was also thinking i really wish that you would tell the story about um Gosh, what was it? The first time you got donkey punched, maybe? Anyways, not my story to share, but one that stuck with me for a long time. Uh, what else? I guess the last thing I'll just say is, do you remember what your superlative was from uh, that first year? <laughs> it was the worst to take home to parents, which, anyways, oh I don't think you that way. I think you're great. Big Dipper, you're with someone very special to me, and I think you do a good job of treating them well, but... Don't forget, they're very special. Anyways, love you lots, Meatball. Bye. That um, (laughs) is one of two people. I cannot remember 
who, but that was someone I went to high school with. And I guess technically the first time I did drag was in high school because I dressed up like Batgirl. And it was just like a Batman shirt and like high heels. And my room and my feet hurt all night. And I was like, oh, they hurt. And everyone was like, then take the heels off. And I go, then I wouldn't be in costume. So I wore heels all night and like put my feet through hell. And um, I did get donkey punched a long time ago. Some guy just punched me in the back, like knocked me in the back of the head when we were having sex. What was the last one? My superlative was... I thought my superlative was most likely to be in the National Enquirer, not least likely to take home to your parents. Well... That's all from Interlochen Arts Academy. That was it. Do you recognize who that person was? I, it, it's either um, someone named Blair or someone named Max. But I think it's Max. If they were Poison Ivy, then it would be Max. Okay. I haven't talked to them in forever. They were a dancer. I think they ended up going to Juilliard for dancing. Well, they clearly love you, Diva. Yeah, it's hard not to. Except for uh, friends' parents, who uh, I guess you're the worst. Well, in high school, I mean, if you think that I'm annoying now, you should have seen me in high school. It was, like, worse. Like, there was no way you'd want to take me home to your parents. I was a kid that was like, cool, we're at your house. Let's find your parents' alcohol. You're like, let's get it going, Diva. Yeah. Let's turn up the party. And get ready to dance. Next call. Well, let's take a break and then we'll listen to some voicemails. And we're back like are you feeling that that wasn't good uh, well i mean the riff in general are you is it getting i stuck still in can't your get it i still can't get it no that wasn't it well, here, all right here someone, we go someone sent me a video of them singing it okay play, play hi slops i i need some advice so i'm you know, I've always been really fascinated by cruising and, and uh, like, the whole too. anonymous aspect of it. Um, but when I'm in those situations, I I don't know if it's anxiety. I just can't get hard. I just, you know, I haven't really gone too mm. far, but I just can't get hard. I was in Palm Springs um, a weekend ago, and I stumbled upon the barracks uh, underwear night. And it was the most cruisiest space that I've ever been in, in like inside of. Um, but any attention that I was getting, I couldn't reciprocate it. I like also, you know, just could not get hard. I it's like it was it was too much. But I'm just curious. I like Dipper. Did you ever navigate any kind of anxieties when it came to this kind of? Um, behavior um, thoughts um, meatball you're a national treasure um, thank you for your service goodbye the, um, it just sounds like nerves it doesn't sound like you're like erectilely dysfunctional well I think it I think it's that like interesting mix of like oh because this happened like... to you that one time well that was in my own bed it it's that interesting mix of like 
you like what you like when it comes to porn or you like what you like in a fantasy or you into it you're into an idea but the actual like performance of it on an episode with boomer that is coming out soonish we talk about cruising mm-hmm. and he just says like oh yeah i only bottom when i cruise like i don't top and i don't know that that means he doesn't get hard when he cruises but like he goes out like looking like i feel like different people like different aspects of it yeah but i for- yeah, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. No, I feel I like was, this is yeah. uh, this is like they like that idea and they're into it. I think maybe that's just like the first couple times are always like you're not you're not going to be able to perform the first couple times. Just keep trying it, right? And like the, the there's so, also the whole idea of cruising is like you're not sitting down watching a video like jerking off your dick with lube. Yeah. You're like walking around right and so like if you're walking around or you're like in the woods you're at a cruising spot or you're at a park it's like you kind of have to like keep playing with your dick to keep it hard or you have like it's not you're not just gonna like walk around with a permanent boner yeah unless Um, you take a little a blue chew or unless you shoot your dick up with trimax because the blue chew is more about it helps you when you're already there versus mm-hmm. it just like like that whole thing of like someone popped a viagra and then they have a hard dick for eight hours like that's not a thing oh i thought it just got you there I no thought... trimex gets you there trimex just like makes your dick hard whether you're thinking about being horny or not and then you just like kind of have a hard dick for for the period of time god that sounds awful so this happened what to me recently at a sex club I was like, I saw this really hot guy and I walked up to him and this wasn't a bathhouse. So we were like all like, I was shirtless. I just had like shorts on. Mm -hmm. And I think I even graphic, watch out, Miss Pat, um, graphic incoming. Uh (laughs) Also, thank you all for listening to the Miss Pat episode and so many comments. I've gotten so many, so so many comments. So why are you gay? If you don't like to get fucked. If you don't like to get fucked in the butt. It's like, huh? Yeah, why are you gay? Why are we? That's a good question. That's a great question. Wait a damn minute, Miss Pat. <laughs> um, so I think I had like a cock ring, but I wasn't like hard. I was just Play. sort of like I was just like there in my shorts, right? Living. And this guy, we sort of like look at each other. He smiles. He walks up to me, and then he just like grabs my dick, and then his face sort of drops a little, and he walks away. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not to your liking. And then, like, I tried him once or twice later, and he just sort of gave me the old two pat on my belly, like as he walked he said, next that's, to me. This is the general problem area. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I, it's not, it's the not two for pat me. to him was like, fix this, you know. <laughs> he was like, fix this right here, handle that. <laughs> um, no, he just sort of like moved on and I was like, okay, that's not for me. But I thought he was really hot. So then I like sort of saw him like in an area where there were like three or four guys like doing stuff and he was trying to like figure out his way in or whatever. And so I stopped and I was watching him and he came back over to me and um he like took his shirt off and I started touching his body and then he kissed me a little bit and I got rock hard. And then he was like, "Oh, great. Will you fuck me?" And I was like, 
So I ended up literally fucking him, as the kids say, loading him up. You know what I mean? Uh, so we ended up, like, he ended up being the one who I fucked that the one. night. The one. He was the one. He ended he, up being the one. Actually, so we're married. But it Pan was the like. the camera over. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting next to me. Um, but, like, the weird thing was, like, on first interaction, because I wasn't rock hard as he walked past me. He was like, no, not for me. So he was just looking for That's a hard crazy. dick. I need a little make out. I need a little like, you know, there has to be a little something that gets me going. I'm not just walking around the club with a hard dick. And yeah. so. And therefore, as such, you. In response to your, your caller comment, uh, uh, your comment caller, I think it's just like, I think different scenarios will get you there. If you want to feel better about that, maybe pull up to the to wherever you're cruising and like look at some porn in the car and like really get yourself close so you have a hard dick and then throw that baddie up in the waistband and then go walk around and like get a keep, cock ring. Keep shaking at it and like keep it going or else you know just know what gets you hard and if like making out with someone or sucking dick or doing whatever gets you hard just make sure you're able to to say that quickly to someone yeah rehearse the speech <laughs> no but you know what i mean if someone comes up to you and they're like i want you to fuck me and be like kiss me a little bit and i'll get rock hard be able to say that to them rather than be like oh i want you to fuck me and they grab your dick and it's nothing and you're like well we haven't had any foreplay yet because I relate. That's all. I relate. Slay. Can you stop the beat? I would. Next call. Okay. Hey, you sloppy fucks. So I just got done with a, uh, a non-ass-up situation where I went into this guy's really nice house. And I easily could have just walked in, stole something, and then left. And he would be in another room, and he wouldn't know. Things but like that. Anyway, so we, uh, I go, I fuck him. We're just, we're going, going, going. I take a long time to come, honestly. Uh, and so, you know, I'm here for the long haul. But 25 minutes in, he, like, asked me if I was about to come. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting there. You know, whatever. And uh, maybe five minutes after that, he was kind of cheering me on. Oh, I don't know if cheering is the right word. But, like, you know, oh, yeah, come for me, baby. Come for me, you know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want to tell him. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And so, and I got a little anxious. <laughs> and so I just baked came in him, I like, you know, bent over and was like, oh, <laughs> and like kind of gripped him real tight. And then like, even whenever I was like pulling out, I like kind of quivered a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I just came. Holy shit. You know? So my question is, is that a bad thing to do? to fake coming someone just for them to feel better or to feel satisfied, I should say. And then also, do you think he'll notice? Because I even, 
whenever I quote unquote finished, I like got on my knees and I like spread open his hole and I was like, all right, let me see it. <laughs> and he kind of clenched his butt and he was like, no. And I'm like, all right, well, bye. <laughs> and so I don't know if he knew in that moment. He's like, uh, I don't know. So what do you think? Good. Bye. So what do you think? Well, uh, I'm going to start with the last part first, which is maybe he just didn't want to spread a used hole in your face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he wasn't like, maybe he didn't know. But he just didn't. Well, because he he said, no, the guy asked, did he not push out in front of me because he knew that I didn't come in him? And I'm saying, no, I believe that he knew that you came in him. Maybe not everyone wants to push a load out in front of you because, like, you don't. This is your first time having sex with them, right? You you don't know them from anybody. Also, secondly, here's what I would do: you could fake it. Who cares? But then, like, plop down and be like, "Ooh," and give it like a two minutes and be like, "I'm ready for another round." Because then you can just go again, right? But my okay. He didn't explicitly say that this was this person was a cum dump, but it's often the folks who are ass up, ready to go, are collecting loads. Well, yeah, but he didn't say that. He didn't say that. And also, and this guy could have been just saying, like, oh, yeah, come, hurry up and come, because he was, like, ready for it to be over. He was ready for it to be over, or he had someone else coming, or he had somewhere to go, or he had other loads he was trying to collect that day. Who knows? But who has I, ever faked? I have definitely faked. Yeah. I think that this caller is, like, shocked at the idea of possibly faking an orgasm. Which is, like, so normal, I think. I think obviously, and maybe this is perpetuated by the liberal media, but I do think that women fake orgasms a lot more than men do. Yes. But I do, I have faked, the situation I have faked an orgasm in is is maybe a little more dubious. Dubious? Dubious. I could use a little doobie right now. (laughs) Is a little more like, I had a date later. I had a second person lined up. And I wanted to make sure that I would also be hard for them. And I'll tell you this. I invited the person over under the guise of I was going to suck their dick. Then Mm. the chemistry got to so much that we were like making out. Then they put their hole in my face. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm eating your ass. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm fucking your butt. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, but I want to be able to be horny later, like, in an hour, and if mm. I come, I'm gonna order fried chicken, cancel all my plans, and sit on the couch all night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So We've I was like, there. I was like, I was not planning on depositing a load, so I have to give you the old ooh ah ah sensation and fake it till I make it to my next date. Damn. And so that's that's when I've done it. The ooh ah ah sensation. But I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I guess it would be different if you explicitly told that person you're getting my cum. Or if that person was trying to collect your cum to do some DNA theft. Ah, yes. The good old DNA theft. That's always an underlying option now. (laughs) For just for anything. You could plan it at a murder scene. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. 
All right. Well, that's all I. Yeah. Well, you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Slavi Seconds. You can call in with your own fuck talk to two one three five three six nine one. 80. Our email is slobbysecondspot at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Good. And don't forget to subscribe to Mom Plus so you get everything a day early and with no advertisements. And you can get five extra minutes at the end. Sometimes. Maybe not today. Goodbye. On the days we have guests. On the days that we have guests. Goodbye. Flounder. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.